0: Check, check, check. All right, all right, we're in. I'm super nervous right now. I'm excited. I'm not nervous. I'd say I'm excited. We're about to have Zaid God on the show. I just sent him the information to join the uh, the old Zoom podcast here, and I'm just so excited to get a chance to talk to him. He is the leader of the guild, the Faceless, on the Mischief TLP for EverQuest um yeah and i've i've been a member and i've been participating and doing raids with him and everybody else for the last month or so and so i wanted to have him on i just wanted to pick his brain about what it's like to run a guild full of like hundreds of people and coordination and having officers and it's like a whole it's a whole thing and uh yeah, and I'm also going to, because I know there's some of y'all that are listening that, that don't know what I'm talking about at all. And so I'm, I'm going to, I want to ask him to, to describe, well, maybe we both will do it, but we're playing a game called EverQuest. And this is a game that came out in 1999. And uh, to my happy enjoyment, I found out uh, a few months ago that it's still active and there's tons of people playing. And it's, it was my, it's, it is my favorite game of all time and um yeah i'm hoping that we can give a little description of what that is and if it's something that you're interested in trying uh you know it's it's available you know and and you know it's it's an mmorpg which is a massive multiplayer online role-playing game and it basically you go in and you create a character and that character is 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 you it's and this is what's so fascinating about how EverQuest was designed because I've played tons of MMOs. I've played Warcraft, I've played Dark Age of Camelot, I've played the newer ones, the Final Fantasy 14, uh, Warhammer. And and the the feeling of being immersed in an alternate reality where your decisions, you actually feel like your decisions matter where the reality of that game space feels feels like reality. It's I've yet to experience a game that has that level of engagement or um, immersion. I mean, y- you feel things like anxiety, you feel things like, like, like fear of dying or screwing up. Y- you can experience the whole realm of, of uh, human emotion while you're immersed in this game, playing a warrior, a wizard, a druid, a shaman, a necromancer and the people that you meet on the game, because it's it's a social game, like you need others to uh, progress in efficient ways. And like, you know, I'm used to like, if you're playing Call of Duty or if you're playing a game, you know, you find someone who's good and you and you want to link up with them again because their skills are good, they've got good personality. And you end up, you know, what you say and what you do matters, just like the real world. And it creates this this uh, unique experience, uh, which is it, it's 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 at least my experience has been tr- it's been troubling at times because I start to really care about about my character in this game, and it it's 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 somewhat abstract uh, and interesting. But here, yeah, Zaid's Zade's popping in right now. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a, a good detail of what, what EverQuest is, is where I'd like to start. Yo, hey, dude. Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Good to hear you. Good to see you.
1: Awesome. Good to see you, too.
0: Yeah, man. I just went ahead and started recording. I was giving a little background of uh, what EverQuest and MMORPGs
1: are. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So, dude, I'm just, I'm super excited to, to have this conversation. Um, so, I'm O'Doyle in game in game
1: yep hey well you know it's nice to meet you in in this format and thanks for having me here
0: yeah man it's my pleasure it's an honor for real like uh your character is uh you you play a few characters yeah
1: yeah um my you know everyone will know me as zade but i mostly play on a character named mata right now uh so that's mata and it's a warrior but i have my cleric which is technically my main character named zade
0: Right on, yeah. And uh, uh, what I'd I'd like to start the conversation with, just I'd like to ask you if you could to describe what EverQuest is. So, say someone's never played EverQuest and they've no games, but they don't really understand. What would how would you describe EverQuest?
1: Right, like um, so they play video games, but they don't know what EQ is.
0: Yes, and they've played. I would would
1: say it's kind of like Skyrim, (laughs) but imagine. Uh, you know, a couple thousand people were playing in the same game world at, as you simultaneously, and could interact with you and the world at the same time. Um, and you know, if they if they don't know what MMOs is, that should kind of clue them into all that. And uh, you know, I would talk about how like, you know, you might want I don't know a an item that is that you see on like a hill, but everyone else can see the item and there's only one of the items so if someone else goes and gets it before you then they have the item and you don't and you have to wait until it reappears which could be a week or you have to you know find some alternate way um and that in some ways can be difficult but in in other ways it makes you feel like you're really part of a a living breathing world and that's the magic of everquest in a nutshell
0: that's that's spot on And, and also like if you're if you're building your trade skills in skyrim the stuff you make feeds into an, a, an, a a a real active economy. Yeah, and so it 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 is, and that's what I was talking about before we, before you popped on was just, I guess the the immersion that you experience it it almost is a reality in itself when you're playing the game.
1: Oh yeah, it grips you. It, you know, it, it can be tough to disentangle yourself sometimes from EverQuest. Uh, and yeah, it's funny that you brought up the economy because some people play just for the economic aspect. You know what I mean? It's like a a stock market mini game for them. And, and that's all they do. And it's very fulfilling for those people too. So,
0: yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, Yeah. I wanted to just give a quick shout out to anyone who may be in and, and wanting to know more about EverQuest before we dig into the weeds here about some questions I have about running a guild, you know, like your experience going through the TLPs, like this isn't your first time doing a time lock progression, right?
1: Right. No, no. A lot of times.
0: Okay, so before we go into the weeds, I want to I want to segue the the listeners that may want to know more about EverQuest to another another podcast called ForeverQuest. If you can just look that up and you start listening, it is so enjoyable. You'll get it. You'll literally feel the immersion of the experience through Jeff and Sean because they're playing through the game on this podcast and sharing their experience while they do it. So if you're interested in EverQuest, want to know more, that's the place to go to. ForeverQuest, anywhere you find podcasts. Okay, awesome so podcasts. yeah, you've been a guest three times. That's how I, Yeah, that's honestly, that's that's how this conversation happened was because I was listening to them and I heard your, you tell your story and, and share about the lore and your experience and that's how I ended up in your guild.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm super fortunate and that they, you know, they've let me be on their show and, and uh, given me an opportunity to kind of interact with their listeners and stuff. It turned me into a listener as well. I'm a big fan now. Um, but that's all part of the magic of the the community of EverQuest because we are forced to interact with each other to exist, to coexist in the world. You know, you have heroes and villains in the in the community. Um, we get to meet awesome people like that and develop these really great communities, and it brings people together, like you and I, who otherwise never would have met. Totally. Uh, so we, we forge these you know these awesome relationships.
0: Yeah, and and then you get to go adventuring and and take down high level targets, creatures, mobs, dragons. It's like, yep. It's, It's so it's cool for me because it's a cool way to have friends, right? Like, yeah, man, I've been going years just trying to connect with people and like, how do I make friends? I'm an adult. I'm 34. Like, what's life anymore? You know?
1: And it's it's tough now. You know, you get older, you have kids and a wife, and it's like it's hard to step outside of that home that home sphere. It's not like high school or college anymore. You know what I mean? Where you just walk up to someone and easily make friends.
0: Yeah, how's how's that been like for you? Um, Are you able to to are you I'm I don't want to ask that question. I was gonna ask if it's easy easy for you to balance or to like uh compartmentalize your experience. Like when you're as aid in-game, you gotta be a leader and you're kind of you're playing the you're actually that's you're playing a different game, which is what's fascinating to me. Like the depth of the game that you're playing is is a game of uh social and uh and leader and leader, like uh group oriented oriented leadership.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very political. Um, it is, um, I, I would say, actually, I don't even try to separate it. You know what I mean? Like there's no deviation be- between the game and, and real life for me, which sounds kind of crazy out loud, but like, um, one of the, the, pretty much the main reason I, I still play EQ after all these years is the, the friendship. Like I really play so I can meet people and, and make friends who share this passion with me. And um, the social element of the leadership and the politics that goes into maintaining uh, relations between our guild and other guilds, which most people don't see unless you're a guild leader or an officer. And then the interplay of all the members, you know, we've had so many faceless guilds and we've got people who have been playing with us for over a decade and they don't all get along and you have to like balance it all. And it's really intricate. And I I have a lot of fun with it. Um, And it used to be, you know because i started the guild as a kid basically this was a a world where i could be um, respected as an adult and no one would see that i was a child you know what i mean and so i got to cut my teeth on what leadership was and what um, interacting with someone as an equal is Uh, now i find myself in a different position in life you know what i mean and i'm a leader in the military I'm i'm a senior member of the military now so i find that um, interacting with challenging people in EverQuest helps me interact with challenging sailors in the Navy, but also a lot of the leadership techniques I learn in the Navy um, about how to build resilience and how to be tough and how to not be an emotional leader help me be a, a better guild leader and a better person to interact with in the, in the guilds. So it lets me care for my friends in the guild in a more genuine way while still putting the, the goals of the guild at the forefront.
0: I've noticed I've noticed the same thing in my experience because EverQuest is such a social game and you need you we need each other in the game to succeed. Um yeah. it's 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 improved the state of my waking experience in the real world because I'm more I've I've noticed I'm engaging with people in a friendly way, the way I would when someone runs across the East Common tunnels and I say, Oh, well, that's a cool sword you got. Like yeah. I'm more likely to say, like, whoa, dude, like uh, Good to see you. Like, I don't know, just, just interact normally. Um, but I wanted to ask you, cause you, you mentioned you started as a kid and I remember this from that forever. Yeah, you West. know, um,
1: it's it's funny cause like, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, well, you mentioned just like saying, hey, like nice sword to someone in the common lands. And it's funny, like I try to, I, I kind of do the same thing. Um, whenever I see someone with a cool character name, I try to like hit them up and be like, "Hey." That's an awesome name i like that or if it's like from a tv show that i I recognize or like some some random like niche nerd area i like to compliment people on that kind of stuff or if i see someone do like a good play which is uh sometimes kind of rare in every quest because i guess (laughs) you get desensitized after 20 years of what like good playing looks like you know what i mean i like to, to call them out and say it and i do the same thing i try to do the same thing in real life like i have this opinion that you don't need a reason to compliment somebody And most people in life probably do not get complimented as much as they deserve. So when I see anything that I can like pick up on to just kind of try to spread a little positivity, I try to do that.
0: Dude, it's so it's so helpful. It really is. Um, And yeah, I'd like to start with, well, I've got so many questions going through my head, like. I want to ask you about that experience when you were in East Commonlands when you were like eight years old and you were just like slash OOC slash shout, I'm going to start the best guild. Yeah. Like that was so cool when I heard that. And I wanted to just kind of hear, could you you tell our listeners kind of what happened there?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, like, you know, I was just kind of like a a young, petulant child pretty much. Um, But I had like big goals and big dreams. And I, you know, I didn't know what it would take to be the best guild. I never knew what that meant. Um, But I was just like, that's going to be me. That's, that's what I want to build. Whatever it is, I want it to be the best. And I started on that journey. And, you know, if I had known, even as an older teenager, when I really made Faceless as like a hardcore rating guild, if I had known what it would take, I probably would have been like, you know what, that's okay. I'll just play a little bit in my corner and then I'll, you know, I'll quit when I get bored. Uh, cause it, it, it's intense. It's not as intense these days as it used to be before the agents of change that let us do, uh, instance raids, but it, it is an unreal level of dedication from the membership and the, and the leadership and everything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just, um, it was just an awe, like being in awe of like top players and and big personalities in the community and wanting to be like them. Like when I was growing up, I read comics like normal kids, but also like FOH forums and the legacy of steel website. Those were like also comic book characters to me. You know what I mean? Like watching Tiggle and his posts on legacy of steel. Cause I played on nameless. That was like the same as like reading the, the weekly Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Or the monthly Spider-Man comic to me. Uh, so that's what I wanted to be. And, um, I you know I don't know that I was ever successful in becoming that or building that kind of guild like they had back in the old days, uh, but yeah I I just kind of like inch by inch I was like hey I I came up with the goal and I was too stubborn to ever back down from the goal as it, the goal became more and more challenging to achieve, and I would say that at this point I you know I achieved my goal of, of making a really great guild at various points server top guilds um, and I think on mischief will end up being. The long term top guild as well, I think it will prove itself to be that I would say that faceless is probably. Overall, the most successful uh, time lock progression server guild uh, of all time, some people would debate me very passionately about that, but you know, I would say that. uh, In my very biased opinion, we are Uh, we've been on so many servers and we've been successful so many times we've made it to the end of multiple TLP servers, which is a claim that I don't think any other guild can make so.
0: Yeah, and it's it's been super fascinating being being in the organism now. Uh, after listening on the outside through the podcasts of, through Forever Quest, and now being in it, uh, I, and I was curious to know how many of the guys that we're playing with right now have been with you this this run through these TLPs over these years. Like
1: it's it's hard to put an exact number at any given time because they come and they go. You know, um, right now I'd say maybe like ten people here have. Ten or fifteen people in the guild right now that are actively raiding with us have been raiding with Faceless for like five or six years. Right. Um, wow. Only, only like one, one or two people. No, I, I would say there's like there's like ten people I keep in contact with from the original original Faceless, which is now over ten years old. Um, most of them have moved on in their lives. They don't raid on TLP anymore and that kind of thing but there's a lot of people from like the second and third iterations of faceless that are still with us.
0: So, so when you see this, this expansion coming out, planes of power next week, um, this is going to, it's going to change the game for everyone that's playing right now. It's going to open up new, new uh, zones, uh, new progression points, new raids, new items, new level caps, everything's going to change. And when you, when you see this unfolding, this isn't the first time you've experienced a transition into planes of power yeah how is this time on mischief different or the same than how it's been on other time lock progressions for you and in in the guild
1: Hmm. that's a good question i think well the the randomization and all you know the actual mischief rule set definitely adds an element to it um that makes it fresh you don't know what's going to happen like the mini mini bosses in like bastion of thunder for all i know could drop plane of time back flags you know what i mean something really crazy could happen so you have to be a little bit more flexible and on your toes um another thing that's different is just like where i'm at in life uh faceless isn't as hardcore like you know i've been talking to my officers about it and originally i was like okay like planes of power is coming out we're gonna start raiding at 5 p.m when the server launches or when the expansion launches and will stop when quorum dies and we you know we expected that would take like 48, 56 hours of straight playing. And then we've slowly dialed it back to a more, a more casual, manageable um, goal where we'll have some sleep breaks and stuff like that for people. And uh, that was mostly because I wanted to make the decision to be more inclusive. You know, we have people who can't do that. And if they can't stay on for that whole period of time, they'll fall behind in flagging. It'll be really difficult to get them back in. And I you know, I've done planes of power. I've done all these expansions in the, in early EQ enough times so that I don't feel like I have to prove anything to myself. You know, I'm not going to get any great fulfillment from it. But what I want is to have the guild get to the end of the content quickly without feeling like we we had to leave people behind to do it.
0: That's the, yeah. That's that's the what I was really interested in is where the where the fulfillment's coming coming from now. Um, since you've proven and you've you've been able to. basically beat out the content in in an efficient and quick way through all these servers over the years. And now we're in this fun zone where literally stuff is so easy to get and everybody has a chance to get and play and experience all the content. Yeah. Where do you find, where do you find like, what's driving you? Um, It seems to be like you're shifting more towards like, how do we create uh, a more inclusive experience for anyone involved in this?
1: I do want to do that. Um, A lot of my drive comes from like, Normally on a TLP, I'll take breaks or I'll, I'll run the guild during the early eras when it's very contested and we don't know how it's gonna be. And then once the guild is super solid and we know the guild is like gonna be the top guild on the server forever, then I'm comfortable passing off leadership to one of the officers. And I kind of go back and do something else in life. Huh. Um, and then I'll you know come around on the next TLP and then we'll have another faceless. Uh, but for this one, like my goal here is to just stick it out as long as I possibly can. Um, I know there's like a lot of people who expected me to quit the server by now like I would get bored and just drop it so I, I know a lot of people are surprised by that and I want to continue to surprise those people so my goal um, with cello faceless made it all the way from launch to retail to live eq it was the second guild to ever do it in eq's history on tLps only one guild has done it before us
0: did you say did you uh, say with with sale
1: a uh, cello sorry cello
0: the server cello yeah okay
1: That was a time lock progression server that came out. I want to say in, um, 2019. Okay. So we, we did that. We made it all the way to live, which was a huge goal, but a lot of that I was, I was not there for, um, at the time I was overseas with the Navy. So my playtime was like sporadic. Um, and eventually I just got bored with the content, even when I got back to the United States and, uh, I just never, never jumped back in. But my goal with this is to take it all the way to live not just so faceless can do it, but so that I could say I went the distance with faceless.
0: Right. And is there any part of these besides terror of Luckland, or any, the, are the expansions that you haven't experienced the content or the lore from?
1: Yeah. um, The expansion right after prophecy of row. I have never done the first like level 70 expansion or 75 expansion. I've always skipped it. And then I haven't done anything after House of Thul on like the, the live progression. So House of Thul is when I the expansion that was out when I first started uh, doing TLP servers. And uh, since since all that time has passed, I've never gone back to live and, and done it. And anytime one of my guilds has gotten up to House of Thul, which we did on our test server progression guild, um, we either stopped the guild and went somewhere else, or I was no longer playing on the server.
0: Right. Okay. So yeah, there's that, that's where I'm at, man. Is like, I'm, I'm seeing this all, everything's new to me. I never got to rate at all. When I played EverQuest, it was, you know, I got lucky if I could get on my friend's computer for 30 minutes to an hour at a time. And then I get my own computer and I was just so, I was just so amazed with how the world was and how everything I needed, I needed to ask questions for people and I needed help from people. And it really felt like when I played that game, it was, I used to think like if heaven was real, it would be EverQuest. Like that's where I would be all the time. Yeah. Uh, But I was so young. I never really, you know, I saw all the awesome players running around and and it was so unobtainable to me. I didn't think it was even possible to get because I just didn't even know um, what the game had. And so now that we're on, we're playing, I'm playing on this mischief, mischief server with you and all when everyone in Faceless. I'm seeing stuff that I only dreamed of or read about on Alakazam and everything. Yeah. And that that's the draw for me is like continuing to move through. And I, I want to experience all the content just because like you, man, I just love the world. I love the lore behind why all the stuff's there and why we have to figure a lot of it out.
1: Yeah, it, it is really, really awesome. The thing that is intimidating about the process is that like, you know, we've only been on the server for seven months and it feels like we've already done so much, but mm. it's going to take five and a half years for the server <laughs> to reach live. So it's like, this is wow. such a tiny speck. You know what I mean? If we we're running a marathon, we're in like the first four miles right now. Like you didn't even get started. So dude, uh, this is all just a warm up.
0: It's wild because when I first came in like a month and a half ago, I mean, I was obsessed, dude. I was, I needed to get to 60, never been to 60 in my entire life. And it was like, I was on grind time USA, dude. And I was just, uh, the last level was like four or five hours of char That's all I did. And it was like, I was like, I don't know if I could do that again because it was so <laughs> tough. Uh, but it's it's tapered out now. It's really cool because it's like we have this raid schedule, and like the th- the only thing I really want to do now is just raids. Yeah. And so we have three nights a week, two to three hours a night, depending on the content. Yep. And that's it. Yep. And then I can get yeah, AAs gotta- when I
1: got to find that that sweet spot you know what i mean where you're able to play enough that you're happy with it and you don't have to sacrifice things in real life and i feel like we have reached that point
0: that's what's so yeah that's what's really cool especially on the mischief server you don't have to feel yep. like you're missing out yep right on so so how's it how's it for you um um i wanted to ask some kind of guild specific questions okay like what happens in our guild with the op- with officers? Do you guys meet like have meeting schedules the way that any startup or like a team would have, or coaches would have, or just kind of like logistics of running a guild?
1: Right. Um, I don't really call formal meetings at at this stage because we're like past that. Uh, we we have meshed enough as a group, and we have enough chemistry with the current officer team. Um, that like before raids we tend to be just in voice together and officer voice going over like the plan for the night the plan for the next couple days or we'll talk about expansion stuff and then discord you know in in the officer area of discord which people can't see i have like expansion planning discussion and we started planning for luckland like day five of Velius, you know what i mean and we're just posting posting working on spreadsheets and coming up with our plan So it's like a, it's just like a constant dialogue that happens. And we, we sync up before and immediately after most raids for a little bit. Um, there wasn't, there was a time when all the officers were not friends. You know what I mean? When we had a officer team where there was a lot of enmity between folks and I had to slowly clean out, clean out the wrong, the wrong word, but I had to slowly, you know, move people out of the officer team or other people into the officer team because the, the work that officers do is very, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's not highly technical work, right? Many people can do it. And so it's more important to find the right team that meshes together and has the chemistry to go the distance rather than have like someone who is a a super genius and can, can do an amazing job with spreadsheets or can plan extremely well. Um, I could, I'd rather have someone who's like an eight out of 10 on performance but gets along with the team and we all like them rather than someone who's a 10 out of 10, but it's hard to work with. And we're at that spot now where we all get along really great.
0: Absolutely. How, how many, so I've noticed that when we go on raids, there's Jada, leads leads raids, like, so I hear his voice. Yep. And I know hops hops. I get items from. Yep. Yeah. How, how could you kind of like, how, how many officers do we have and what are their roles?
1: Right, so we have a, we have a, a good number right now, and most of them toil thanklessly in the background. So uh, <laughs> I, you have me; I don't do anything; I just delegate things. Um, Jadwin, A.K.A. Sval, and Drexon are our two primary raid leaders, so they're there to lead split raids and stuff like that.
0: And oh, um, um, right
1: now, Drexen... you go ahead. Uh,
0: so, and what that means is they need to they they're it's their task to know what we're doing and how to do it on these raid encounters, right?
1: Yep. yep. And they're conducting, you know, they're, they're the conductor up in front of the
0: orchestra. Right. Okay. So I was just interrupting just to make sure, like, I wanted to just uh, understand yep. the role.
1: So we had those two um, Drexon has to step out for a while to, to handle some real life stuff, but yeah, he's still on the team. But in the meantime, I'm leading those raids. Um, which just kind of my role is to just kind of fill in whenever there, there needs to be someone in the gap. I'm that guy. Right. Uh, we have antisocial who runs our recruitment Uh, very aptly named, I suppose, Um,
0: (laughs) I didn't even notice that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he, he does an awesome job. So he's out there meeting folks. He, he. Manages like our discord presence outside of our discord and our forum presence outside of the discord. Um, and then whenever someone wants to join, they, an application comes in, he gets an alert in discord for the application. He talks to them, he shows them the ropes, like, Hey. Uh, when you get in the guild, you're going to have the DKP site. These items are expected to be on your character at all times. He's like, you need to do this and this and this. And he kind of is a new member's sponsor into the guild. He's the person that they'll go to if they need help. Um, so he does a tremendous, tremendous amount of work. And he's the person who most closely knows all the members. Wow. Uh, then we have the DKP team, which is Hops, Medivac, And used to be daily, but it's now Parsecs. He just, he, he main changed from a Necromancer to a warrior. But Hops and daily and Parsecs, are sorry, Hops, Medivac, and Parsecs are our DKP team. Um, Normally you would have like one DKP officer in a guild, but we need three or even four sometimes because the amount of loot you get on Mischief is just insanity. You know what I mean? So uh, we have three right now. I would like to one day get four just so we can keep them all. Uh, employed with that without burning them out right, and they all do yeah. a wonderful job of that uh last but not least is gray walk who i recently promoted and basically what gray walk does is he helps me with uh, backend stuff spreadsheets but also his full-time job is to manage the raid tool because i don't know if you've ever used the the raid window it is a it is a beast it's not mm-hmm. it's not intuitive or anything so if we have the raid leader bogged down with the raid tool they usually can't effectively lead the raid so like Normally, Greywalk and I will just manage the raid tool full time. That way, our raid leaders are free to run the raids and execute things uh, competently. So, when, and that's so, the officer team right now, dude. That's
0: awesome. I'm really glad to get to to, to hear all that and know all that. Um, so, uh, are you guys on your own officer chat while we're doing our thing over here? Like, you guys are kind of coordinating off to the side
1: usually before raids, you'll notice a lot of people sit in the raid voice and they're hanging out and stuff. And we, we, you know, we have the raid bot, which pushes out a list of people. So we're all an officer voice at that time coordinating. And we have like a draft, you know what I mean? The raid bot puts out group compositions, people form those groups. And then usually me and Jodwin will sit there and I'll be like, I'll take a uh, group one. He's like, I'll take group six. And we go back and forth. And then, um, Oh, so you guys we'll are like, those-
0: are you guys picking it? Like if we're playing pickup basketball or something?
1: exactly like that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I see this group has like our two tanks and two clerics. I need those guys. Boom boom boom. We we bounce and you're back. And they're also the court, like
0: so. you want the you want the higher skilled players, right? Cuz you guys are kind of racing to compete the content. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of ruthless with that. I'll I'll like be like, no, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Um and the last thing we do before we jump up there is we sort our raids by class. Um and then we just do one final sanity check and say, "Okay, like I'll say bars. He says three. I say three. I say clerics. He says four. I say six. And then we say, okay, I'll, I'll give you one of my clerics. So we both have five and five, that kind of thing.
0: Right. Okay. And we cool.
1: try to, we try to make it even, but I will lie and be like, yeah, I've got eight monks, but I actually have 12. Monks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched that, that monk video that you posted up the 12, the YouTube video of 12, uh, monks fighting Lord. Bob. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Lord Bob, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun video to watch. EQ Fight Club, they do a lot of cool stuff with that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I watched a few of the videos. They're fun. They'll just set up. That's what's so interesting is the, the mechanics of this game, the depth at which they go, is, it's so cool that, like, you actually don't know what's going to occur in, in any of these situations. Yeah. Like, the, the math underneath the code base that is this game, I mean it's like you got it. Some people know how, how, I mean, it's just tough to figure out what, how, how everything works.
1: Yeah. Uh, And, and it's always changing every single T Like if you take a a, a cycle off because TLP servers come out basically every year, if you take a year off and you don't do one, the next time you come to one, you tend to be behind because there's new tech every single server that people discover still because they're Uh constantly patching things. A lot of the stuff you see in game is a product of, um, us and like a few other top guilds discovering something, abusing the exploit, and then devs finally being like, okay, we need to shut that down. (laughs) Like, um, you notice we're always like really big in VT, we're like, hey, don't let that mob get near the wall because if it hits the wall, it's gonna go back to 100% health, it's gonna death touch somebody. Yeah. Well, three servers ago, we were just pulling every one of those bosses right to the zone line. No one ever moved in Vex Thal except for the monks and Shadow Knights. Like ha Ra, we pulled her right to the entrance, boom, and killed her.
0: So the devs had to make some adjustments.
1: Yeah, because there's, uh, we found um, basically geometry exploits, right? There was an area where it still exists, but you can't pull mobs out of the rooms anymore. But you could take a horse, shrink yourself all the way down, and run as fast as you can. And you could jump through what is supposed to be an invisible wall in the, in the wall of the zone. And then you run around, you get on top, and there's all these different routes. You can go in Vexthal that appear to be invisible, but you can run on... You know, like when you're in a video game, they have those invisible walls to stop you from progressing. Since you're outside the geometry a little bit, you can run on those. And like if you're a Shadow Knight, you could just like target Aten ra. send your pet in, run back to the raid, and she'll just show up, boom, solo.
0: Wow. Did you guys figure that out?
1: Um, I I certainly did not figure it out, but it came through – it comes like through the grapevine. You know what I mean? Someone will figure out something, and then each guild develops it further and further and further.
0: Yeah, it reminds me um, of this, the speedrunning community of just people that break games to complete them as quickly as possible. They're, they it's exactly like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like so, in 2012, I was on test server with my guild, uh, Faceless Order, on test server, and we were messing around with Emp. And I spent like three days in Emp's room um, on my monk with a mage down at the entrance, and we were just trying to find ways to bypass the Emp key. We tried coughing people in, we were standing the mage everywhere in the room. We could to try to cough people into the room without a key, never worked. Um, and we found out that occasionally you could, you know, sometimes when you use call of the hero, it, it doesn't drop your aggro. So uh, like if you, if you did it like 10 times, you could occasionally cough yourself down and emp would just come right down to the zone line. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then later on, uh, other guilds figured out that you could stand in one spot in the first floor. You could send someone up there, get aggro, heal that person, and then they feign death up, to, up top, and they'll just run right down. You don't even have to do the call of the hero. Oh. So on Agnar, which was now four servers ago, uh, we walked into, into Straw Temple. We did two Emp keys, ran our guys up there, healed, pulled Emp down, and killed them right at the zone line in like uh, 20 minutes. Did so they? That was, that was fixed.
0: Yeah, that was fixed because now we all have to stand by the – we have to – everyone has to be keyed
1: yeah if you pull amp out now he will death touch you as soon as he sees you
0: so i somebody i was grouping with some some guys in the guild the other day um and they said that at times the the devs will ask you to meet with them right
1: me personally yeah um i i have had the the pleasure of, of meeting with a few of them but um yeah i mean I, i've gotten to chat with some of them yeah
0: right on yeah i feel like like if i was a developer having close contact with the people that were learning how to break the game would be highly beneficial
1: (laughs) sometimes like when i used to stream a lot more often every now and then a few of them would be in my stream in my twitch chat i'd be like oh if you guys are here like let me just show you a bunch of exploits while we're standing here um yeah i I shouldn't do that right because like we we build our strategies around those exploits sometimes but I can't help myself. I'm like, i you know, part of me wants to be fast and part of me wants the game to be fixed. So I, I ended up choosing the, the fix it route. Like we used to use taunt. Taunt was a huge part of, um, many of our strategies. You could taunt things through the Z axis, like above you, below you. And, um, taunt used to work so that it, it didn't generate social aggro. So like if, um, if I walked into A room where there was five mobs and they were all friends. So if I hit one, they would all jump on me, all five of them. But instead, I just taunted one right in the middle. And I walked out and I never did anything else to him but taunt him. Nobody would assist him. So you could taunt pull anything, anywhere, as long as you didn't get attacked by them because you were also KOS. Wow. Um, So if I was KOS, I would just invis myself, run up, taunt him really fast and run out of range before he would melee hit me. And then I'd be invis and pull a solo. When I was doing my SSF runs where I, I played like solo all the time, and if I died, I deleted my character. I used taunt Pulling constantly. And right. uh, that got nerfed after I showed it to the devs.
0: <laughs> but it was it was worth it though, just to kind of share what you're learning with someone, like let them know. Yeah. And it may, it's just fun. It's fun to see what's happening. That's that's yeah. I wanted. I know you. I want to ask you a couple more questions. I, I want to before we close out. I want to know. Um, I want the plan for uh, planes of power. Like, what's what's our approach? Kind of, if you could lay it out for us, list. Because I, I I noticed over the last week we got a bunch of new new members in the guild. You know, yep. I had the pleasure of grouping with Elementa, who just seems like an awesome dude. Like, what what's our what's our plan of approach here?
1: Uh, I mean, let me. I'll just pull it up and actually read you roughly what we'll be doing. Which is crazy. Normally, we keep these things really, really secret. Um, but I don't really mind. Which is the second um, the part of my world.
0: question, by the way. I, w- I also want to ask you about greed is good.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to ask that right now, or you want to wait till after this?
0: Let's let's do this, and then and then okay. talk about that.
1: Um, so Pop's going to launch. We're gonna you know we're gonna let people go do their justice trial. They need to do one justice trial. Then we'll do our probably our storms keys we'll, our storms for we'll go to Planet storms pop dz for each group and, and get our medallions and other items so that we could do bastion of thunder then we will take those groups as they finish form them into groups of three groups and well, do edge mazes is
0: this is this all over a period of 24 to 72 hours we're talking about
1: right now we're talking about a period of like one to three hours so far
0: really okay so this is this is for the hardcore heads in the guild right now who are going to be there ready to run ready to roll day one
1: hopefully yeah i mean we got it like um i my officers are gonna hate me for publishing exact numbers but we have like over 100 people who are signed up to like roll immediately out of the gate and go hard
0: yes dude <laughs> um
1: yeah so these these people then they they'll do the hedge maze which is uh an instance that maxes out at 18 people so Every time three groups finish, we'll form them up and they'll run through the hedge maze. Once everyone is done, then we'll start our actual like raid content. We'll do Crypto Decay. So that's going to be like a plane of disease, which is grummus, then Carpent Cycle, and then Burtox. We'll do all that. We're going to have to do some flagging cheese for that. So that'll be something maybe will get fixed because I just talked about it here. But we're going to do some some exploits <laughs> to get everyone flagged. Um, then we're going to do plane of innovation, which is Hold going on. to give us access.
0: So now we're at plane of innovation. How many hours into launch do you think this is?
1: It's real. It's really tough for me to, to guess here. Um, I would say, like, it, it's safe to assume that every step I mentioned, just, just call it one hour, OK, one hour to 90 minutes per step. Okay. And then you might have like 15 minutes between each step as people kind of gather their bearings and say, OK, what are we doing next? So we'll so by the time we start rating, we're like three or four hours in. Then okay. we, we hit Grummas, Carpin and, and bertos I'm sorry, That's I'm, I'm
0: sorry, I'm, I got one more question. We're okay. not even level 65 yet at this point,
1: right? No, probably 61, maybe 62 because of the group content you had to do originally. Okay. So yeah, most of this will be 61, 62 when we do it. Um, we, we do all the, all the stuff up to Bertox. that'll probably take two hours because Bertox is like a mandatory timed event. So we just have to eat the two hours on that. So now we're five to six hours in, we have uh, planet innovation. We'll run that. That'll be Xanamec minetic behemoth. That'll give us access to Planet tactics. Um, then we will do Terrace We'll do Saren. That's another thing where we need a key. Um, I'm not going to talk about our plans with the Saren key, but that key sucks. <laughs> um, after that, we're going to do, uh, Arendar, which will let us get into halls of honor. We'll do the halls of honor trials. Then we'll do Agnar, which is in Bastion of Thunder. Then we'll probably do, um, Talent Talonsec, and then myth annual Mar. And after that, we'll take a sleep break. So I'll give time. I'll give everyone at that point time to, you know, hopefully get at least four hours of sleep and the expectation will be that when they reform for raids, after our break, they will be 65. So I'm going to give you like nine hours and you sleep four of it and grind to 65 for the rest of it. Wow. Um, then we'll reform, we'll knock out soul row, the elemental planes maybe we'll stop after three of the elemental planes and we'll take another break and then we'll do planet earth and planet time. And then that's it. So it's a wrap and we all take a nice weekend to recover.
0: Man, dude. All right, dude. All right. So I got a question for like the casual type folk in the guild people like me and and Albus and, and all, and all them. Yep. What? So I guess so, so my I want to like I want to experience all the stuff you just described, but I won't be able to do it in that first launch of okay. the expansion. Uh, will we be, will I be able to go back on my own with people that are coming up from behind as well to complete this stuff?
1: Yes. So our plan right now is like every week we have built in back flag raids so that the people who just couldn't be there for the opening week or, or had to miss raids will get everyone caught up. But also on top of that plane of time which is really the most important raid has built in back flags like when you kill certain mobs it drops like a few back flags that we can give to people so you'll be able to do plane of time very rapidly and then we'll just catch you up on your other flags so you can do other raids as you wish or access other zones
0: that's what i'm curious um, uh, curious about because cuz i really want to i want to take down all these gods dude like i really want to get right? all of them
1: yeah, <laughs> I it's, wanna... it's a cool experience
0: and and we'll be able to do that um, without screwing up the the our raid targets each week, like with lockouts yeah. and
1: stuff. Absolutely, you will. Yeah, most of them we will not go back and farm regularly, so you'll be able to do it with with the back flag raids whenever we can, or you'll be able to do it with side raids just for bonus loot. Um, there are so many raids in pop, but with us being so geared from vexthal, most of those raids actually don't produce loot that is is an improvement for us. Like the everything. In um, everything in in the game, before the elemental planes, for the most part, is kind of like tuned for people who didn't get to farm Vexthal, because you know in era most of those most guilds never saw Vexthal. That's right. Um, so with that said, since we've had ample farming of Vexthal, we won't really get many upgrades f- well, from that content.
0: Why do you think that is? Why do you so? What were you there in era when Vex when Luckland came out?
1: I wasn't a big raider, but the the biggest, there's a a few reasons why it was like that. And it was like that for every expansion, really. First and foremost, um, there was no instancing, right? So that meant like every week Emperor spawned and you need to kill Emperor to get into Vexthal. Every week he spawned and probably every week your top guild killed him Mm. because they don't want you to be in Vexthal because if you're not in Vexthal, they could just have a scheduled Vexthal raid, which is really nice. Otherwise, if there's two guilds in Vexthal, now they got a bat phone wake mm. up at 2 a.m. to kill on no one wants to do that
0: do a so three-hour trudge
1: <laughs> right yeah they will specifically try to keep you out but on top of that um sony online entertainment back then always released these expansions unfinished when valius launched the sleeper was not finished when luckland launched Vextall was not finished plane of shadows didn't even exist and was never even added um when pop launched plane of time was not done and so they intentionally set up encounters to be unbelievably difficult so that people couldn't couldn't progress to the unfinished zones right so the original emperor and you've done the emperor fight with us a bunch of times right so you've seen how much goes into that the original emperor on top of all that other shit also death touched
0: damn just
1: like you know every 60 seconds just gonna zap somebody
0: oh my god um
1: and back then the players were also weaker like even the same if you took our same guild same players characters items everything and transported us back to the original timeline our skill caps would be lower we would do less damage we would have lower health um so it was definitely more challenging on top of all that wrath council was a huge huge problem for people in planes of power wrath council kind of like emperor like there's all these mobs you have to balance at the same time and uh, it wasn't until there was basically a series of patches that people were able to beat the Wrath Council and gain access to planet of Time.
0: There was something. There was a s-
1: server. I'll oh, go, go ahead. That the EQ Max server, Alcabor, where they never did the patch to fix the Wrath Council, right? And for like 15 years, there were guilds still farming Planes of Power, and they never killed the Wrath Council. Wow. So it was pretty close to mathematically impossible to do in its original form. It took a dev coming to the max server, and as a hobby, fixing the Wrath Council for them to be defeated. What's the th- what is the thing about the Wrath Council that makes it so difficult? Um, there's, there's so many mobs that you have to balance, and they hit so hard, and uh, it, it just requires like more players than you, than you can really get in there. So like you've got um, 12, I want to say 12 members of the Wrath Council, and if they die, they respawn quickly, unless they all die together and they hit hard and, and you can't mez all of them. Some of them have to be off tanks. So basically you have to get all these mobs down to like 3% and then kill them all at the same time oh. or else they just respawn.
0: Wow. But they so f- you have to have 12,
1: you got to have 12 tanks, you know, you got to have enough healers to heal 12 tanks because they're hitting like real raid mobs. It just becomes like untenable.
0: Yeah. That's uh that makes me, well, uh, well, that makes me wonder about the, uh, a bunch of things that I, but I don't want to I don't want to ask about the the heel chains like the cleric. I see these clerics doing the heel chains yeah. right? and I'm like, what is this? What does that look like? I don't know. Do you do you know how that works?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, I'm always in the C.A. trots because um, my main is the cleric. So it, it actually is super simple. Um, before I played a cleric, I was really intimidated. And it's the reason I didn't play a cleric. I was like, I can't be in a ch trot. I'll mess it up. That's what but I'm basically thinking. you just make one hot button, right? And it says your, your hot button says your number. So I'll say like top, top line of my, my hot key is slash R say one, one, one space, complete heal percent T my target one, one, one. So everyone knows I'm the first person in the CA trot. Then my second line is like pause 35, which is how long we want to wait. And then my next line is cast complete heal. Actually it's, it's the opposite. It's cast complete heal is my second line. The pause is my next line. And then after my pause finishes, my final line is two, 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 two. You're up next or something like that. Right. And the next guy, number two has an audio trigger set for his thing. So when two, two, two goes out, he hears the audio trigger and presses his button immediately, and then it just keeps going. And we all control it based on that pause timer. So if if it's a mom, that's easy. We'll put like, Hey, pause 40, pause 45. If it's a mom, that's really, really hard. We'll do like pause 20. And so is, that dictates how much time we have between casts.
0: Is this is that why it's a it's it's a it's a it's an issue when when the tank order gets screwed up or the or the or the mob aggroes someone else that we weren't expecting?
1: Yeah. Um if the if the CH rod is tight like us, we like to split, right? So sure the guild has 12 clerics, but we might have three raids. So um if the CH rod is real tight like that and the mob's suddenly on a different person, I just don't have time to heal them because like between my, my complete heal landing, which is a long cast, and then the cooldown, the global cooldown of like 2.5 seconds, then I could cast another spell on a different target. Usually there's, there's a possibility that I'm due to cast another complete heal before my second spell resolves and CH is up again because of the, the, the timeframes. So if I heal someone else, the main tank will die. Right. So it's just like, hey man, uh, hopefully a shaman or a druid has you or you use a healing potion or the tank can get aggro back under control, but if you pull aggro, you you might be dead.
0: Right. And so you have to actually change your macro
1: too, right? Once you once the order gets unestablished, um if the CH chain order gets unestablished, I have to I there's a few things I can edit on the fly. We we almost never change the numbers on the fly. You know what we do? If someone like we've had times where someone goes link dead or crashes in the middle of a rot, And it's like, hey, we got to skip three now. You know what I mean? So then I'll just manually watch the screen for number two. He'll say three go. And I know three is now me as number four. And I cast.
0: Um, And you all know your
1: audio trigger support there.
0: So you guys know who you're casting on when you see those numbers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We know that we know the tank order and the tank order changing in fight isn't usually a big deal because I'll just like usually my extended target is the tanks. Right. And if we have more tanks than my extended target, I'll just have a quick slash tar so and so and uh then i'll start rolling on them but yeah if we don't have time to get the ch chain moved over and there's no cushioning a tank could get rolled before the first ch lands because it's like 10 seconds to cast complete heal you know what i mean yeah so there is a 10 second gap when we start to move the chain over to the next guy and like someone's got to tank it for 10 seconds without a c heal
0: wow okay all right yeah that makes i'm glad yeah now i understand this so I know you got to go soon. I want to close up. I want to a- I want to ask the final question is greed is good. What's going on here? Do we know do we know greed is good or were they part of us? what mm. we, we were running up against them trying to take stuff down? what's what's the, what's the history?
1: Yeah, it's a tangled web here. Um, so just in the context of mischief, right? Before mischief launched, me and a former faceless member named Krim got together and we planned to make a guild. We were going to do a GDKP guild. Uh, we would be joint leaders on it. And me and Krim were friends. We're, we were buddies. We got along really well. Um, so we made the guild. We called it Faceless X in Virtue because he used to lead a guild called in Virtue way back in the day. And I was led Faceless. So we were doing a collab, boom, Faceless X in Virtue. I recruited all the people. We got the guild going. Um, and, you know, we got all the server first. I was the, ser- I was the first level 50 on the server when the server came out. And things were smooth, but... There was just elements to the guild that I, I wasn't crazy about. Um, a lot of my friends were not happy with certain things, and I would say like GDKP wasn't really my style. Once I, I got to use it a little bit, you know what I mean. I felt just, like there just wasn't just the for
0: people a- that that don't know what it is. You pay out in plat, right? And you buy yeah. items with plat.
1: In rare, yeah, you buy items with platinum, and then everyone gets a split. There's some stuff cut off the top, kind of things like that. And um, I yeah, so at the time my playtime was. It was super limited actually anyway, but I didn't like the the feel of the guild because when the it's profit motive, you know what I mean? I just felt like we weren't getting that community feel, like it didn't feel like a team to me. And I wasn't happy with that. And there's other people who weren't happy with it. There was some other stuff going on that I just wasn't crazy about, but I'm not trying to create any drama or delve into it. So I said hey, you know, I'm gonna step out. Krim um, said, hey, why don't you give it another chance before you 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 back off and I said okay, you know, I'll I'll stick around. Um, until Kunark comes out and, and see how I feel. So about like two weeks into Kunark, just still wasn't feeling it. So I, I left and I made faceless, just the faceless. Um, then they, you know, th- that guild had the name Faceless X in Virtue because, because I was like the faceless piece of it, right? They didn't want to walk around with like my guild name over their heads when I wasn't in the guild anymore, especially once we started contesting them in, in open world stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there became some <laughs> animosity there. So they changed their name to greed is good. They call it yeah, Gecko. <laughs> right. Yeah. Basically Krim and I built that guild at launch. And then now it, the guild is mostly like the leadership of that guild is primarily people who faceless competed against on the cello server who were in a guild called Amtrak.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, it was named Amtrak because of the, it was like, you know, a pun about training people. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that guild amtrak competed with us on on the cello server they eventually fell apart and and died and then a lot of their members joined us um and you know who knows what will happen here i think faceless is the safe bet though
0: man dude it's 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 been interesting it's like it's so cool like uh um i've never got to do one of the bat phones back in the day or just race somebody for dps and it was so exciting we were in emperor's uh uh we just ran to open world emperor and it was like all the greed is goods were going all of us were going yeah i was like man it's popping off dude we're throwing our discs in we're trying to drop everything we got and this is the cool part too dude it's like i'm a big fan of bruce lee and 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 bruce lee talks about to really know uh know how to how to live you got to know how to die right and so like taking taking some losses against them on the races and feeling that and like you know because i'm like you dude i kind of have that the reason i think i'm so into what we're doing is because we are trying to do it the best that we possibly can yeah and it's like even though i may not be able to commit the time uh when i am on i want to be playing really hard and i want to be doing i want to play most efficiently and effectively as i can on whatever character i'm on right so yeah dude man i just I, i appreciate you coming on the show dude yeah, I think thanks, it was excellent. Uh, is there you
1: anything? Know, Go ahead. The, those DPS races and stuff—they're they're a lot of fun. It, sadly, sort of sadly, they're going to stop. You know what I mean? Because open world just kind of ends in EverQuest. Um, like, do I mean? don't think we'll do any. Yeah, I don't think we'll do really any open world in Planes of Power because Planet Time is just all. Planet Time is purely instance There's no open world version of it, and it is so much better loot than anything else. So we won't really do any open world um in gates of discord we'll do a little bit of open world but again after from now on the the premiere content in every expansion is always going to be purely instance there won't be an open world version of it
0: really so what um, so, so that doesn't so there's really nothing there's n- so what's the reason to come to do it
1: super fast to be to be first just to be first yeah just just for the pride you know what i mean like I think, well, first in in any endeavor ever, I think that victory is its own reward. Like I don't need any, I don't need any prize being the winner is the prize. Um, But also, you know, just there, I don't think for some people there's real animosity between our two guilds, but actually for me, I, I like the gig guys. A lot of them are friends with me to some level, um, and while tempers could flare sometimes and we try to destroy each other's guilds occasionally through recruitment tactics maybe (laughs) um both of those guilds push each other to be better guilds you know what i mean and then having them makes faceless a much better guild because it pushes us to strive for a greater sense of excellence than we would if there was nobody else out there um you know you need that mirror you need someone else to hold up to but in the in the end, here's what I think. I think that to be a, a long-term successful guild, you have to be about one thing and only one thing, and that is people. If you're about, if you're about anything else, if you're about loot, you will fail. If you're about being the fastest people, long term, you will fail. If you're about um, performance over everything, you will fail if you're about platinum and money. Or anything else, you will fail. The only thing that you can be about, if you want to be successful and very long term, is people, and it's the it's the only thing that matters is, is the people in the guild.
0: Man, dude, that's that's a life motto, dude. That's a life well lived. Man, I think that's I think that's excellent. I think that's a good one space to end on, man. Uh, well, hey, there...
1: thanks uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. I'm I'm looking forward to continuing to to experience the game we love, man. Everquest. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Is there anything you'd like to t- like to shout out or or uh, direct people for Faceless Recruiting? I'm going to put all the all the info in the show notes, so they'll have access to links and everything.
1: Um, I just give a shout out to to you know to the, the whole Faceless Guild, the, the the team that we have, and all the Faceless members, past and present, who. Have let us, you know, be where we are today. Every single member is important, and uh, everyone is is really valuable. And I consider everybody a friend, even if we are mad at each other right now. You know, it all comes back around.
0: And for anyone listening and faceless right now, I'm always open to song requests as long as it's Creed's with arms wide open. So you can request any song you want, as long as it's Creed. Okay, look, thanks again, dude. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna click I'm going to stop the recording so we can anyway by the way here's uh here's Creed with arms wide open